Hi, everyone. I'm Leanne Barefoot Medium. Welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm incredibly excited to connect with you and to be able to bring you channeled information from source, soul, spirit, the divine, God, whoever it is you call it, to inspire you to transform your experience, consciously manifest your desires and connect with your intuition and spirit. Now, before we get started, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I stand and on which my guest stands and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people who are tuning in from all over the world. Kick off your shoes, take a few really deep breaths into your beautiful heart spaces and step into this spiritual container, this sacred space for a deep, intimate and connected conversation with my guest, Lisa Barnett, on soul contracts and awakening your life purpose. Now, Lisa is an internationally recognised best-selling author of two Akashic Records books, She's also a speaker, teacher, and the founder of Akashic Knowing School, where she teaches students around the world to access personal soul wisdom and guidance to transform their lives. As an Akashic's record reader and teacher, she has more than 25 years experience in the spiritual healing and Akashic field. She incorporates information from your soul's library with energetic healing on a soul level to help you break through blocks, clear pain, fear, and karma to create the life your heart and soul desires. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Leanne. I'm excited to be here with you. It feels just very beautifully aligned. So thank you for inviting me on. And I love the work that you do and how you, you bring forward you know, people's purpose and aligning with their their Akashic record or tapping into their Akashic records. Let's start with saying, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) For those who have never heard the term. Absolutely. It's such a great place to start, honestly, because (laughs) I've had plenty of people say to me, I don't really care about past lives. Why should I care about the Akashic records? And so my basic definition of what this, this recording is, is from the moment that your soul individuates from source, it is um, everything you ever do, everything you are on earth, in other places, planes, dimensions are all recorded for you in this etheric field of the Akashic record. Now, uh, Kasha is a Sanskrit word for sky or ether. So it's really kind of a, really a perfect name for this energy, which is stored in, to me, it's in the quantum field, but it's also, you could just say it's in the energy field of source. So it's part of the all. And because each and every one of us have our own personal records, it's phenomenally helpful for us to understand our lives, to understand the soul plan we wrote before we embodied, to understand who else and what else we've been or done. So lots of valuable information in your Akashic record. 
Yeah. And I love how you explain it, you know, in terms of in the ether, because a lot of people think about the Akashic records as like a filing cabinet or a library or a whatever that might be. And, and in reality, like you talked about, it's an energy in the divine field. And if if the way you see that, view that, connect with that is through a library or a filing cabinet or a whatever, then then great. That's that's perfect. So um, you mentioned a little bit about your soul coming into the earth and and your purpose. And talk to me a little bit about the soul and purpose and how we come in. Yes, absolutely. So before we embody, each soul says, you know, I'm going back to earth to do whatever. <laughs> and, and it's actually never one thing because what the record keepers always say is you would be so bored if you had like one purpose, that would be silly, right? You're ancient, infinite souls. You can do all sorts of things. We're expert multitaskers, right? <laughs> and so we make soul contracts with other people that we would like to support and of course have them support us. We write soul contracts with other people to learn and grow as a soul, which we often refer to as something like a soul contract with karma attached. Mm -hmm. So there's lessons, there's challenges, there's stuff that are going to trigger us and light us up so that hopefully, instead of just walking away or... <laughs> getting mad, we can learn about that experience and that other soul and the situation. So we have that is absolutely part of your purpose, as well as many, many, many hundreds of lives here on earth in which we've honed our gifts and our talents. And so we say, I want to bring some of those back to earth to share with humanity or to share with my children or my spouse or my community, whatever it might be for you. And um, right, so we, we have these kind of variety of aspects, soul contracts, karma, relationships. Of course, it can delve into health, right, and vitality, because that's all affected in the same ways as well as gifts and talents. So your purpose, I always say, is to understand and to complete your soul's plan to the best of your ability. Mm. And now, I love that because, you know, we all come into this earth, you know, we're a soul in a physical body, right? And so we, we forget in the conscious plane often what we come in with and that infinite knowledge and skills and ability and, and, and awareness really that we come in with. And we often relearn that or, or awaken is often a term that's used our skills, our knowledge, our wisdom, as we journey through our life and, and, you know, our, our soul grows and learns and experiences different relationships, different life events, different situations, different, you know, sometimes traumas, different health issues, whatever that might be. Um, you know, and I, I, I know that we often come into the earth with our own plan, 
sometimes I wonder why why on earth I ever chose that, right? <laughs> it's the learning and growth part. That's the why, right? People say, why in, you know, whatever his name, would I pick those parents or that whatever sibling or what was I thinking when I married or, you know, but it really is because your soul writes those contracts because it, you know, we want to learn. We're not just here on vacation. No, I mean, it's right. lovely, but <laughs> um, nice, maybe but next really. lifetime. <laughs> I know, um, but wouldn't you be bored? Again, you know, it's very funny because I'm at retirement age, right? So I have all these friends who are retiring and retiring younger than me. And I think I would be bored out of my mind if I retired. I just, I love to work. I, you know, and of course, because my part of my soul path and purpose is about sharing this amazing information and wisdom about the Akashic field. So, mm -hmm. you know, if I was working in a corporate job, I'm sure I would be really happy to retire. <laughs> but, but a lot of, you know, we come to work through many things and then to sometimes settle into that passion that we now have a greater um, time for. Or, you know, what I also find is we get a little bit older it's easier to open to our gifts, to relax into some of this information and wisdom that we were too busy when we were younger, you know, with families or children or jobs or, you know, whatever to do. So a lot of us, and I would say, I, I, I don't know um, how it works in your world, but I would say most of my clients are at least, you know, are over 40, many over 40 you know, 50 and even over 60. And so um, I think that the, that the, the 20s and 30 year olds are just starting to wake up more on the planet. So it's a fascinating time in history to be alive. Yeah. And I know for, for me as a natural medium coming into the world, can, you know, part of my purpose is connecting people with their loved ones past and sharing knowledge and wisdom around the spiritual um, and, and reminding people that they're infinite beings connected to source and the divine and that's who they are and what they are. Um, you know, I know for me, I came in with those gifts and I know that I experienced that as a child. I, I lived what would be a normal existence until kind of my mid-30s. Mm -hmm when I was in a corporate job that I hated, that I was just burnt out, stressed, all of that. And, you know, my experience was spirit tapping me on the shoulder at 2am one morning and going, okay, it's time. And I just got up and wrote my resignation and went in the next day and that was it. I was done. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> And, and no idea how I was going to pay the bills or support myself or it just didn't matter. And that's when I stepped into going to a meditation group and, and reconnecting with my spiritual being and looking back on everything, my childhood, my, my teenage years, all of those experiences that I had were really important as part of my soul's journey 
and as part of my purpose to be able to share and guide and teach and support others. Yes. Well, and I mean, that's so fascinating because we all have our, our unique twists and turns. But really, I believe that the truth is, is that we do create a perfect plan, no matter what it looks like, right? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that's easy enough to say, but I know that so many people have really traumatic and challenging lives. Yeah. And yet there is some aspect of that challenge that, that the soul is interested in learning. And what I often see, because I've had so many clients that come to me who've had very abusive childhoods or a lot of um, emotional uh, pain and abandonment and, you know, just childhood with parents and um, challenges. And they say, you know, why would anyone pick that? But we often also pick it so that we can understand it, we can learn from it, heal from it, and then go forward and often help other people with the similar aspect. And so some people become therapists, some people are more like me and you, right? We do our own version of helping and counseling, you know, through channeling and reading. And, um, but it's, it's kind of, it's the whole circle. So the learning you know, the, the trauma, the learning, the embodying, the next step to sharing and teaching. And so, yeah. you know, I kind of like you was, I was very awake when I was three years old. I was kind of like, I'm in a body. Oh my God, let me go home. I don't want to be here. I told my mother, like, send me home. My poor mom is like, yeah, I don't think I can do that, honey. You know, <laughs> so I actually started studying when I was about, I wasn't quite, quite so normal. I started yeah. studying when I was about 13, 14 years old. Yeah. Um, but more, you know, spiritually, I was just reading everything I could get my hands on journeys out of the body. I always laugh was like my favorite book. I was like, how do I get out of the body? You know, yeah. you know Robert Monroe and yeah, Baba Ram Dass. I was growing up in the sixties and seventies and, and, and it was amazing. But interestingly, through my own traumas, mm. I said, forget it. I'm not doing it. I don't care what I came to do. And I know I came to do something. I am not doing it. I'm over it. Mm. So by the time I was, you know, 1920, I had basically, you know, decided I wasn't walking a spiritual path any longer. I was going to go off and try and be human, whatever <laughs> that meant. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to make money. I decided have fun, make money and travel. Somehow those were my three ideas of what humans did. <laughs> right? At least I had the money thing done. So I, I ended up working in advertising, making a very good living in a kind of a corporate advertising job, traveled a lot around the world and had way too much fun because of course it was the seventies and the eighties here in San Francisco. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So, you know, um, but then, you know, for me, mine was a slower wake up. I got really sick. I ended up, you know, waiting till I got really sick and, and cause I wasn't listening very well, like you just, you know, to wake up and listen, that was phenomenal. Right. I was, I was not, I had forgotten. I'd actually, once I kind of 
cleared away and like, I'm not going to be spiritual. I don't want to believe in any of that. My two best friends are dead. All of my support system is I've been abandoned, you know, oh me, poor me. Yeah. Um, so it was a slower um, shift. And, and for a lot of people, it comes through illness, right? So that was my experience. We often get sick to stop us, to slow us down to the extreme of having a near-death experience, right? Yeah. So that we can kind of have that experience and wake up. Now, I didn't have that, but I went to a psychic who looked at me and said, you're a healer. Like, what are you doing? You know, mm -hmm. why are you working in advertising? I'm like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's really funny that you talk about, you know, having a, I'm not doing it. I'm going to have a human life, right? I right. know that there's been many, you know, times along my journey that I've done the same thing. Um, and, you know, my journey wasn't easy in, in a lot of ways. There was challenges and, you know, as a medium, I, I, the amount of loved ones that I've lost who've passed over from 12 all the way through was part of that learning and that growth. Yet while you're in it, it's grief loss. Yeah. Right. And so that's one of the, the biggest traumas that we can, can experience grief and loss. And, you know, here's me at 12 right through to, oh goodness, you know, even a, a friend passing last year, you know, it, it, it's, that's been part of my soul's journey about learning about grief and loss whether it's the passing of a loved one, the loss of relationship, the loss of finance, the loss of health and, you know, that sort of thing, in order to then hold space for and the gift on the other side of grief and loss for, from my learning is love. Yes. yes. And, and oh, so, absolutely. you know, oh, my God. So I've learned about love through grief. Yes. How amazing is my soul to have come through that and really not, not stayed in it. And we can do that, can't we? And so what I want to talk a little bit about is soul contracts because that's part of, yeah. you know, that soul purpose and, you know, the Akashics and all of that. Talk to me a little bit about soul contracts. So I find soul contracts are interesting because we have, um, I mean, of course, we're complex. And so our contracts, again, can be very complex. But we have some simpler support contracts, I find, which is I'm here to support you, you know, and you're here to support me. And they're usually very kind of lovely connections. Often they're soul family members. So they're, they're souls you've been running around with you know, for eons through the galaxies, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we're like, yeah, let's do this and I'll be your spouse or I'll be your child or maybe I'll be your best friend um, or your business partner, right? They can show up in any sort of way. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's very much about, I see you, I know you, I love you. And that doesn't mean it's never challenging, but, you know, we get over it. And I, and I always said, um, so I'm, I'm very blessed to have a husband that is part of my soul family that we've been together. And I, when I met him and I was 34 years old and it was like, we were at 
somebody else's wedding and and we're in this huge crowd of a wedding and we were talking like we were just in a little bubble like there wasn't hundred other people squished in the room with us right and I just remember thinking like oh there you are where have you been wow this is getting late <laughs> you know kind of thing um but you know almost 31 years later three children um and that doesn't mean it was easy but I always felt like the little stuff whatever the money the this the that the toothpaste the pickup the what you know we knew it was so much more than that. Mm. So mm -hmm. they're beautiful, profound soul contracts, these support contracts. And so we also, of course, have contracts with um, many, many people who are not part of our soul family. And sometimes we contract to support them, to teach them, to maybe try and wake them up, bring them along because we may be older, a little older soul. So it's kind of like adopting a child and saying, come on, I'll help you get there quicker. Mm. Um, and they can be very challenging because even though we might contract that in the human body, the other soul may be stubborn or you know, <laughs> angry or vindictive. And they were like, yeah. I don't care what you came to do. You know, I, I've got a little of that myself. I certainly have noticed that over the years. Um, <laughs> And so um, we can have these kinds of contracts and sometimes they're with our children. Mm. And we, it's so important to remember that they have a soul plan, no matter what it looks like, it may be challenging. You know, when I have clients who come to me and they say, you know, my child is um, struggling with, you know, addiction, alcoholism or drugs or whatever it might be. And I don't know what to do. And I've let they're living at home at, you know, at 28 years old. And, you know, sometimes the record keepers say it's time. It's time for them to find their own path. They are an adult and you can't work through their karma for them. Mm -hmm. We can never do that for anyone else. And so it is important for us to, to sometimes really step back and say, you need to have your life experience. I can go so far, but I can't. And I'm always here for you. And I always love you, but kind of off you go. Mm -hmm. And I know as a mother, that's the hardest thing to ever do. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, that doesn't, you know, soul contracts are often really challenging because there's some part of us that wanted to learn about that experience also. Right. Yeah. So if you imagine that um, before we embody, we're all of us are standing in a big gymnasium, like from high school or something, you know, those squeaky wooden floors. And, you know, we're like, I, you know, I think I'd like to have some children. Anybody want to, you know, make a soul contract with me? And, and some soul steps up and says, well, remember when I was your parent and you were like really stubborn and did all these things. And, and I want to have that flip side experience. I want to be the kid who's stubborn and has these experiences experiences and you're yeah. like okay that makes sense let's do it mm. you know and it's not easy but it's soul growth for both souls right yeah so we write you know 25 50 soul contracts with other souls we have many mm. of course because again we travel all over the world we might contract with a soul at, you know even as a significant partner mm -hmm. although interestingly um I've been kind of watching um, my friends' kids marry people in other countries. So, you know, 
we live in the US and they're going to Europe or, you know, whatever, moving mm -hmm. around. And um, so you may find that person you have that sole contract with who lives in Europe anyway, because <laughs> you're right, drawn together. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's really interesting that you say that because my previous partner was in Australia, but not from Australia. And so, you know, him and I very much had some learning and growth and some karmic stuff around relationships and my own worthiness and my own insecurities and codependence and all sorts of stuff sitting there. Um, great learning, absolutely, you know, grateful and blessed for him. And he got me to Colombia in South America. And I ended up jumping on a plane, packing, selling my home, packing everything up, jumping on a plane, that's it. I've done my soul needs a journey. Yeah. When, when I'm ready for a journey, I take it and I act on it, right? Um, within a month of arriving, I met my current partner who happened to be working at the hostel that I was staying at. And he wasn't meant to be there either. So it, it's really interesting how synchronicities and, and, you know, our soul contract draws us to take actions and steps and be in certain places at certain times to meet the right soul that we need to. So, you know, and I've always as a child had an affinity to South American culture and Latin culture. And so now I understand why. I love that. And you probably had many lives there and maybe your most recent past life, right? Um, but, you know, part of what I was um, also thinking is that we often will write, say, you know, six or 12 even significant partners. So there might be that one in South America that you may or may not ever meet. Sorry about the poor puppy. No, I don't it's know okay. what barking about. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and we make other ones just in case, right? Because it's a needle in a haystack. So at least if you have a half a dozen or a dozen needles in the haystack, you know. And then, of course, we learn and we grow and, and we often, you know, move on. And whether it's a divorce or just a breakup, whatever that might be, you know, it's good to know that, oh, I still have two other soul contracts out there with a significant partner. Yeah. So, And I, I, I love that because quite a lot of the, the viewers or listeners that I have often are drawn to me about relationships and, and love and partner and soulmates and and all of those things. So I love that you're talking about that because we often, you know, are attracted or meet or, or drawn together with a partner and we can, you know, do life together and one of us can choose to grow and the other one may not. And that may be part of their soul's journey or their choices or whatever and we may outgrow them or they may outgrow us, whichever way that works. And so when that happens, it's really important to know that your soul is inviting you to step into a new learning, a new space or, or whatever that might be. And that, that, that around choosing different contracts is, is really awesome to, to know. 
right? Right. And I, I always kind of um, think it's, uh, you know, such a, an important and, and kind of helpful um, bit of information. I have quite a few clients who come to me and they've been married, you know, 20, 30, 40 years even. Mm -hmm. And just like you say, we are, we evolve differently, even though we may have been sole family members and thought, yes, we're going to go wake up, but we're going to do this work. We're going to whatever we're going to do. Right. And then, you know, we have amnesia and one person may more stay asleep and the other becomes more awake and is ready to, to move on. So, um, you know, people will say, is my soul contract complete um, with this partner? And, and often the record keepers will say, you know, well, sometimes it'll be like, yes, it was complete, you know, 10 years ago yeah. <laughs> um, when the children turned 18, because you contracted to have this experience, this family to raise these children. Mm -hmm. You both have contracts with the children. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, once they all moved out and, you know, whatever, you might have had a year or two buffer. Um, it's been complete, but then it's also free will and choice. And Absolutely. so nothing mm -hmm. is written in stone. You get to recreate that contract if you choose. You could say, okay, I see you're not waking up very quickly. How about if we start to meditate together? Why don't we go on a retreat together? Or, you know, you can you can do really what part of what we said we would do, which is support you in awakening or evolving or learning your lessons. And so um, mm. that can definitely be a, a big part of it um, for us to choose to say, you know what, I still love you, even though you're <laughs> not very conscious yet, but yeah. let's see what we can do and maybe make a change, right? Or yeah. make some people say, you know, that's good. I'm ready. I'm done. That's good. On yeah. I go, right? Yeah. And I think that's really powerful to, to know that we, and, and I know I've done it previously as well, we can, like any contract really, we can go to, you know, source, divine, spirit, ether, whatever you want to call it, and, and renegotiate that contract and have that conscious conversation or have the conversation spiritually on that soul level um, you know, and I, and I know that the soul hears it, the soul understands it, and then the human <laughs> gets to choose whether they're willing to renegotiate that with you and, and do life different right. or whether they choose to stay the same. Right, right, absolutely. So, you know, that's the other big reason we come is free will. <laughs> So, so we make a plan, but it's not predestined, right? So I think it's important for people to really know that and kind of own that fact that you get to make a new choice every single day. Even if you wrote that plan, if the other person is not living up to their, say, half of the bargain, their side of the contract, then um, the record keepers say, it really becomes null and void. Mm. So say you have a support contract and that other person is not being very supportive. Maybe they're whatever, kind of verbally abusive or mm. you know, whatever they may be. You can say, okay, well, this is, I can't help somebody who is you know, gonna treat me that way. That's not part of the contract. And so 
it becomes, um, you can end it, it really clear it, release it, delete it. And the other person who didn't wake up, who didn't live up to their side of the contract will continue to work on that karmic pattern, but they'll, they get to do it with other people. So other souls will step up and be, you know, okay. Um, you know, I'll, I'll work with you. I'll work with you on this project. And, and it's the same idea when we realize that we have repeating patterns in relationship, right? So that we have to look at it and say, if I keep having the same situation over and over, what, what part of this is, is mine, right? What part of it is the learning that my soul wants to have? Mm. So diving in deeper, what are my patterns? How do I treat other people or react to other people? Mm -hmm. Am I expecting everyone else to take care of me and do everything for me so they lose interest because I'm too high maintenance or mm -hmm. whatever you would want to call that? Um, you know, maybe I'm not very nice myself to the other people. So when we get triggered and say, boy, I've got these repeating patterns, these are what we would call a karmic pattern. It's mm -hmm. a lesson in that pattern that your soul is trying to learn by having it again and again with everyone you meet or every relationship you have. Yeah. So again, it's just um, information from your soul, from the universe, right? From source that's like, hey, you wanted to learn this, come on, <laughs> wake up, step up, do something, go deeper, have a reading, talk mm. to a therapist if you have, you know, your own um, traumas in your past, whatever it is, but do something to figure it out so that you can actually complete the karmic patterns, which is very much about compassion, love, forgiveness to complete karma, right? Mm. Um, so that you can move forward and find that perfect loving, you know, um, relationship for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, it, it really, our, our contract is to ourself, isn't it? Mm. First and foremost, about our own growth and our own experiences in, in life. And, you know, uh, relationships are one part of our journey, because we're here to relate and connect with others. Um, and through that, we have those different experiences where we may repeat patterns and cycles. And it may be, you know, um, not feeling heard, not feeling seen, not feeling loved, disrespected, or, you know, trauma after trauma after trauma. And, you know, really building up that resilience and that, that ability to, step into compassion and love, or it might be about boundaries right. and speaking up. And that was boundaries were one of my big lessons and learnings mm -hmm. because I had to learn to say no. And I kept repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. And I'm like, right. <laughs> Especially as a medium, right? Because mediums are not known for their boundaries, I would say first. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm, I'm very good with boundaries. Mm -hmm. because I've had to learn that right. because, you know, even spiritually, you know, in the physical world and spiritually, right. it's really important to be conscious and present and aware of what and who I'm connecting to right. on an right. energetic level because if I don't, 
then my human life and my physical experience is all over the place. Mm. And, And as a soul, we're here to have a physical experience. We're not here to live up here. And, 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 you know, not be grounded into our physical reality. Um, so it, it's, it's absolutely key. And other mediums might be or spiritual workers or healers may okay. deal with those health challenges, right, so that they can then learn and understand how to support others to rebalance and come back into ease. Right. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, they show up in so many ways, whether it is, you know, chronic fatigue, exhaustion, whatever illness that gets triggered in your body or codependency, or maybe for someone else, it's going to show up as addiction because I'm trying to escape this world that is, you know, all over me. And so I do that by, um, by drinking or by drugs, by escaping. Right. So, you know, it, it is always fascinating. And, to me, one of the reasons I love being able to teach people to access their own Akashic records is that I, you know, there's not a simple answer. There's no one size fits all in this sort of work, right? So, so one person's boundary issues may be illness, someone else's is addiction, somebody else is codependence, right? So um, being able to have a tool that lets you continue to access this information every day if you want, or whenever it's useful for you throughout your life. So for me, I, I really believe that the Akashic Records, understanding your soul's plan, you know, really learning to communicate with your guides, whether it's the Akashic Record keepers, or you're more of a medium or, or really connected to your higher self, it's all perfect. But there's so much more information in the world out there for us than, you know, just what we get you know, with our, with our five senses, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So very valuable tools to have for everyone. Yeah. I think. Perfect. What would be a couple of tips that you have um, for listeners or people watching about how they can connect in with their own Akashic records or soul contract or purpose? Yes, absolutely. So, um, Boy, so yeah. there, you, there's certainly, well, you know, I would, one thing I would always say is that my, um, the infinite wisdom of the Akashic Records is a how-to book. So if you're interested in learning how to, you can order it on Amazon, which is always a great, easy thing. I teach this work online in a seven session workshop. Um and I do that three times a year. So um, you can find me at Akashic Knowing and see when my next workshop is, because a lot of people like to read the book and then kind of do the in-person thing or, or the online live <laughs> with me actually there. Um, so those are great ways. But honestly, I also really believe that when we start to center in our heart, and um, connect, you know, heart are really, I, I, I have a, a three brains meditation where we connect our head brain, which is also our clairvoyance, um, clairaudience to our heart brain, which is our claircognizance with our gut brain, which is also our clairsentience, as well as our, our body level information. When we connect these three very powerful chakras. I use a gold infinity symbol 
we're really connecting deeper into our own intuition. So -hmm. there's lots of wonderful and simple tools um, for people just to start deepening into that intuitive knowingness. Mm -hmm. And honestly, um, talking about boundaries, I always say is so important because when we can clear other people out of our field, when we can really be that sovereign soul in this body that we have, we can own our energy field and our space. It's so much easier to connect to our higher selves, to connect to your Akashic records. Mm. So I teach many of these tools in my workshops because I know that they can make a huge difference in our life. Just, just learning one of these kind of um, simple tools. And, you know, I have them on YouTube channels and different places like that, free gifts, you know, of course, um, on my website, because I really want people to have some of these um, tools because it really helps us as we're moving forward into the higher vibration that the world is actually moving into, no matter what it looks like at the moment, we are moving into a higher vibration, right? So um, finding simple tools that, that you can use and that work for you are, is really a very profound thing um, for, I think, each and every one of us to do. Yes. And I love, I love both of those tips and, and they're both things that I use. And I, I love that you talk about clearing other people's energy or stuff out of your field because often or always our soul knows our own truth and it's often clogged up or or muddied or or unclear sometimes because we're we're looking at what others want for us or what we should or what we're expected to do and sometimes clearing that out and getting really clear and present to our own truth and what feels right and good and and easy and fun and joyful and loving and kind and all of those things for us, then that opens our path, doesn't it? It shows us the way. Yes. Yes. And I Yeah. It can be very profound, these very simple mm. owning your own space, moving people out because we're so corded and connected, especially to our parents from such a small um, young age, right? From small mm-hmm. children, um, and we often don't know what's me and what's you because we're kind of merged together with our parents. And, and if we have very mergy energy and mergy parents, right, we may never really separate and their desires for us, we think are our desires for ourselves and yeah. often they're not, right? Yeah. So yeah, it can be profound. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your, your purpose Uh, with us and I know you've mentioned your website previously but if you can just mention again where people can connect with Mm. you that would be great oh thank you yes it's akashicknowing.com so just akashic is a-k-a-s-h-i-c and then knowing like in knowing.com akashicknowing.com you can download my free um, meditation journey into the akashic field so it's a lovely 10 minute meditation i like to do things that are simple and not too long <laughs> so a nice that. quick journey into the records reclaim some gifts bathe in the river of forgiveness it's a lovely meditation so um Hopefully people will be able to download that and, and, and see what else, what else we can um, do to work together, how I can support you. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lisa. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and we could talk about soul contracts and Akashic (laughs) Records and all of those things for for such a long time. Um, You know, and I'm I'm mindful of your time and thank you so much for connecting. Um, For those of you who want to connect with me further, jump on the website, thebarefootmedium.com.au and tune in, subscribe, hit the like button and leave a comment um, about what insights or understandings or learnings you got from this episode so that we can really know how we're supporting you on this journey that you're taking. So thank you everyone for joining me on Barefoot with Spirit podcast show and I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode. Mm -hmm.